Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to I want you to write I want you to get ready for this faith summit. And I want you to pull this in. I want you to go look at me. We're going to go a couple places and then we're going to get in this thing. Like I told y'all, I'm I'm really going to be sensitive to not give you too much. Write this down, Hebrews 11.1. 1. We're going to start with Hebrews 11.1, 1, and we're going, to, we're going to dive in this thing, and I want you to see something. We're going to be talking about faith at another level. So go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. You can put it in the King James. I want you to write these scriptures down. As you write these scriptures down, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Okay? So you got to hear. So look at this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report, and the world was framed by the word of God. You got to understand this, right? So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen. Okay? So faith truly, really works in a not seen realm. Okay? So what is going to be one of the hardest elements of faith? Not being able to see anything change and still keep it. Because one of the things we look at sometimes with faith is this. We look continually for change circumstances, and if we don't see change circumstances, we don't think our faith's working. Faith is a proof producer. You understand that? You understand that? Okay? But here's the problem. Faith works in an unseen realm. So the problem with faith is you can't find faith with your natural eyes. You understand? Because you can't see it. When it shows up, it's already here. So faith working in that realm of the unseen takes some elements to put together. So I'm going to give you one of the most important elements, I feel, to keep you in a place of released faith. Okay? So when you look, look at Hebrews 11.6. You got to understand these things. I know you know these things, but you need to hear them again. Because faith didn't come one time. Faith came every time you heard it. Problem is, we have a problem. We don't have faith problems. We got rejection problems. Rejection problems because we reject what we hear because we don't believe it to be the truth about the situation. Now, you believe the word of God, but a lot of times you don't. I'm going to have to teach it, okay? But without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that comes to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, you got to believe he's God? Not really. Why would you come to him if you didn't think he was God? You really got to believe he's a rewarder. People got a problem with believing that God is a rewarder. If you go around and you start screaming at everybody in the earth and say, you believe God can, everybody in the earth is going to tell you God can, but I don't know if he's going to do it for me. God has always answered the question of him doing things for mankind because of his nature and his character. I'm going to tell you something. If you can get God's nature and character figured out, faith becomes easy. Most people got a problem because they feel, I know God can do it. That's what he did in Matthew 8. He talked to the leper about healing his servant. The Roman centurion and the, the Roman centurion and the leper all came with the same desire, helping the situation but not knowing that God would. Mankind knows God can, but they don't know if he'll do it for him. He he's willing. That's what you gotta understand. God is willing. And it's not a formula that you gotta hit this magic formula. And this is the problem with church. Church made it very complicated because they didn't know how to teach it. Does that make sense? 
So something that, and, I, and I'm going to be serious with you, and I'm not being a smart guy about this. This is why, this is why I, I, got, I, I was traveling around, and I was like, these people, I don't even know if these people can get this stuff. Because I didn't see, because nobody could really put it together. And it bothered me. Because I was like, how are you going to believe something? Because people were waiting to believe something to happen, but they didn't have the faith for it, so I knew it wasn't going to happen. So time wasn't going to change anything. So that's kind of scary. So I don't want people to be stuck waiting in time, and time's not going to produce anything, because time doesn't produce anything. Faith does. Okay? So God got to understand this. So God's a rewarder of them to diligently seek him, okay? So now we got to get an understanding. So before we even go far, faith, now just go slow, because i got to give you some of this little groundwork to get going. Faith... Faith, faith is formed from the word of God. You understand that? You gotta form your faith from the word of God. You can't just form faith that anywhere. Romans 10, 17 says what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Correct? You wanna pop that up there? You can put Romans 10, 17 up there. Let him say it. So faith comes how? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Okay? So here's the problem though, would we run into it? She'll pop that up there and you can see. Just write these scriptures down and give her. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Here's the problem. We hear. Now what the church kind of tells you is this. Just keep hearing. Hearing ain't enough. Hearing ain't enough. Okay, you ready? Hearing ain't enough. Now here's the problem. You cannot release beliefs that have not been formed. So you have to form beliefs. Okay? Is that all right? How do I form my beliefs? By accumulation of knowledge. Just write this stuff down. I got to get it out. You need to listen to this 9,000 times. You can't just hear this once. You're crazy. You think you're going to hear this once and do it? You ain't going to do it. I'm going to add point two to this tonight. I'm going to talk, talk about stuff I never talked about in here. So when I talk about it, we're going to a whole new level. That's why I'm, I'm going to build a quick bridge and then we'll get there. Okay? Problem, not really. Information, got to have it. What do I mean? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Mark chapter four is real simple. So let's just, let's just pull this in. Let's go slow, but let's make some ground, okay? Because you need to hear this stuff. Mark chapter four. Go to Mark 4.14, please. King James is fine. So or so is the word. Now, what did he say about Romans 10.17? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Great. But here's the kicker. What are we doing with faith when we hear it? Faith is in its critical state the moment you hear it. Because every time you hear it, faith comes. My decision is what do you do after you hear it? Because the church world paints this kind of picture like you can stack it. And you can't. Because faith's now. If you don't do nothing with faith the moment it shows up, you can't save it for later. You understand that? You understand what I just said? As soon as you hear it, faith comes. If you don't act on the faith you hear, you got to hear again. You understand? You can't save this stuff for later. This ain't no meter of faith. I don't even like the grow us. I don't even like that grow talk about faith. Exceedingly growing faith. I don't like it. It makes you dormant because you never get active because you don't know how much hearing you got to do before you do something. I don't like it. I'd rather you say this. You grow in the faithfulness of God because you've been through stuff and you've seen him move before. But don't stack this stuff up like dominoes and think you're going to come have great faith. Roman centurion's a one-time hearer. How do you get great faith? You ever ask yourself that? Only guy in the Bible, Jesus says, got great faith. How's this guy got great faith? He didn't even know it was the will of God to heal his servant. But what did he say? He understood authority. You understand? 
He understood authority. He said, I seen the guy go, guy come. I know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing. I said, you speak the word. I'll come. He said, I'll come to your house. He said, you ain't got to come to my house. Just speak the word. Jesus coming to my house. I let him come. <laughs> I'm serious. You got a guy got more faith than me. As Jesus said, I'll come to your house. I said, right, giddy up. Let's go, bro. Come to the house. Yeah. This guy's like all cool. He's like, no, you ain't got to come to the house. Maybe it was messy or something, right? He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, you don't want to come over, Jesus. I got some bottles up in there. <laughs> How funny. And then, that's funny, right? You know, I got some paraphernalia at the house I don't need you to see. Ah, cut it out. Somebody does, right? So, <laughs> come on, you know what I'm saying? He's like, don't worry about coming to the house. Just speak the word. Now, we're, we're teaching, right? Just don't worry about coming. Speak the word only. Why? Because I understand the power of spoken words were from a man with authority. And he likens himself as a guy. Now, I'm going to show you step one tonight. Step one is you got to get a brand new identity if you're going to get faith to work. The Roman centurion, if you really think about it, found Jesus' identity because he already discovered his own. I'm a man of authority. Oh, you're a man of authority like me. I don't understand on this. He didn't even know it was the will of God to heal his servant. He went and asked the question. I got a servant lying home sick. Can you heal him? If you knew you had so great faith, you wouldn't have been asking the question. Right? So he goes there with a compassionate heart for change and discovers, identifies, not Jesus. He identified himself and found his new identity within his identity. That's why God changes your name before he does something with your life. Because here's the thing. You got to change your identity. See, now what I'm going to work on is this. I got to get you to discover you ain't who you think you are. Because you got to start getting a place where you understand my words have power. And, and this is why you got all you people that are telling, telling stories, you need to stop. You do not want to defraud your mouth because you tell you speak out of two two sides. You know what I'm saying? Just don't don't go there. It ain't worth it. Just tell people the truth and don't even play with that. Because how are you gonna have power later and you can't have power over here lying over there and all this other? He said, because here's what happens, man. And James, we'll go to James one in a minute. All right. So let me just I gotta give you this stuff. Is this okay? I got another like 40 minutes and then I'll be done and then we'll come back tomorrow. Okay. I need like three days probably, like three, four, and we'll build off it. You ain't, no, ain't going to stay here all night. Just let's get it. I'm staying on track, okay? So you pull this in. So what did the Roman centurion figure out? He seen Jesus work. He said, oh, I get it. You're a guy of authority. I'm a guy of authority. I tell them go, they go. I tell them come, they come. You say, you same kind of guy. Say it, only speak the word only. And Jesus said, well, I ain't seen great faith like this because he understood that his words have power and my words have power, and the guy identified himself within Jesus because I'm a man under authority. People listen to me, so I know whatever you say is going to come to pass. Here's the problem. Write this down. You don't have enough faith in your mouth and your words to come to pass. Okay? You don't have enough faith in your mouth and your words to come to pass. And one of the great reasons why is because you talk out of two sides of your face sometimes. Now, I love you. Just don't get mad at me. You don't, don't, if you don't want to see it, don't say it. Because that's the problem. You're, like, you're talking all this nonsense, and then we're supposed to have power coming out of our mouth, and then you got all this. Now we're working on it. We're working on our confession because we're going to get to a place where faith-filled words come out of our mouth. Does that make sense? Yeah, you, does that make sense? Because that's James 1.21. Okay? You want to go there? Skip over Mark 4. Go to James 1.21 just real quick. Just King James is fine. Just keep everything in King James and lay apart. Look at this. So he says, 
Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfility and nonness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Now, number one, you got to start doing some mind meditation in the word of God to become one with the word of God because abiding in the word of God is huge. You understand that? Coming one with the word. Is that all right? You're becoming a word person. You understand? Most Christians don't care about the stuff you care about. But you caring about it. That's why you come to something like this. You care about this. I'm going to show you how to do it, man. It's going to be good. But look, I'm going to show you what happens here. Here's the problem. Keep going. We're going to read all the way to like 26. So just pop that up there. So he said, receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Right? See it? What do you mean save my soul? Your soul screwed up. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are wacky, man. You have to teach your mind the word of God, and you better teach your emotions the word of God. And you know what the problem is? Most people you know are, are, well, half the people you know are self-deceived. You know why? Because you got you to stop this. This is how you get good at this. Just look, he's going to show you why. Because what we said, because they talk one way and they don't see right. Identification is key. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Because you got to identify. You got to stop identifying yourself as a mere mortal. You ain't no mere mortal. You ain't no sinner saved by grace. Hush your mouth. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Stop talking like a clown. You ain't no clown. You're a powerhouse in the kingdom. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. People want to go say, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Shut up, I ain't no sinner saved by grace. I'm, now, I'm a little rough in here tonight because I get this little thing, but it's good because I, I got to shake you a little bit. It's not to be rude. It's never to be rude. But we mean you're a sinner saved by grace. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You want to stay a sinner saved by grace? Great. Stay a sinner saved by grace. But he made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That starts producing equality with God. What is man that thou art mindful of him that you made him a little lower than Elohim, the angel of heaven? No, God himself. Why? You start thinking this other stuff, you're going to screw up your head. Stop thinking of yourself less than what you are. God thought it was no problem being what? Equal with God. Jesus thought it was no problem. Why can't you? Don't give me the stature if you don't want me to take the place. He said, I put you up my right hand. Why don't you take the seat he gave you? And everybody got very, well, you know, you can't get that extreme. Who's getting extreme? I'm just taking my seat. Saying extreme? But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Now go slow. What do you mean he said what? He said people that don't do what they hear are just self-deceived. Look at it. What do you mean deceive your own self? Tricking your spirit. Well, how does that happen? He tells you, 23. Keep going. For if any man be a hearer of the word and is not a doer, he's like a man beholding himself in a natural glass, but he walks away and forgets what manner of man he is. Keep going. 24. For he beholdeth himself and goeth away and straightway forget what manner of man he is. What's it mean? He looks in the Bible, sees this guy, comes out and doesn't talk like the guy he's seen in the pages. Why? He got an identity crisis. Most Christians have an identity crisis because they have not become one with the word yet. The moment you become one with the word, your life changes. Why do you think God looked at Abram and said, you ain't Abram no more? Why? Because you can't keep calling yourself what you want to call you and become what I called you to be. You better understand what I just said. You cannot keep calling yourself what you've been calling yourself and become what I called you to be. You're talking down. You're not talking right. You're not talking right. What do you think he's talking about when he talks about Romans 4, 17? God will quicken the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. What do you think he was talking about there? He, what is he talking about Abraham? He goes, Abraham what? According to that which was written. Abraham didn't believe what he thought about himself. Abraham believed only what was written about him. You got to start only believing what's been written about you. But I feel, what I tell you about where faith works, it won't work where the feel realm is. That's your sense realm. 
You're going to talk like a complete moron to natural people. They're going to think you're crazy. That's why I don't share none of this stuff with normal people. You know what I'm saying? That? Calling things that be not as though they are. People think you're nuts. That's the problem. Some of you like run, run around. Oh, you know what I do? I call, I speak things into existence. They're like, yeah, okay. Keep doing. They don't get this stuff. Don't share it all with everybody. You understand? Because you're talking a different language. Look what he says here. He says, but whoso look at it in a perfect law literally and continue therein, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in all his deeds. So me, what did he say? He said, go back to go you go to 26, then we'll go back a little bit. Go to 26. Okay? Yeah, you can do it. You all right, that's fine. If any man among you seem to be religious, brought on his tongue. There you go, right there. That tongue. Now you, you pulled 25 in. Did you get 25? Did you get 25? You want to see 25 again? Go to 25, go to 26, we'll go to 27, we're going to get this thing. You all right? Now you got to get this, right? Whoso looks in the Bible, the perfect law of liberty is the Bible, and walks away and forgets what man or man he is. This guy got trouble, but whoever doesn't forget, and he's not a forgetful hearer, but he's a doer to work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. You're saying you got to look in that book and then walk out and say what that book. Now look what he says. Where's the break? The break is in the mouth. Where do we breach? The mouth. That's why you got to go listen to my law and confession thing. I was like, that revelation right there will change your life. This is all fresher upper. Look at 20, you see 26? If any man among you seem to be religious, but bridle not his tongue, this man's religion is dumb, dead. So what did he say? Look what he said. If any man seem to be religious, or you're going to be, let's just say religious means spiritual for us, right? You think you're spiritual. Let, what did Brother Hagin say? Brother Hagin, what did he, what did he say? He said, I'll put a tape recorder. I said, I'll tell you how spiritual you are. He said, I'll strap a tape recorder on you, and for 24 hours, we'll record everything you say, even when you're not around your little Christian friends. I'll show you how saved you really are. Yeah, I had them all. You know, you go there, and you're like, oh, praise God. Pastor. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Then you butt dial me, don't know what you're talking. Yeah, I see some. I had some. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, they ain't as saved as they think they are. And by the way, let me tell you something about your pastor. If you butt dial me, I delete it. I never listen to it. Pastor Liz don't know how I do it. And if you send me a hate text, I don't read it. I feel the spirit of stuff. Did I tell you that one? Man, I had a mega one. Remember that one? It was long. It was long, man. They ain't here no more. But nah, they couldn't make it. The problem is, you know what's scary? I thought about this the other day. And this is really scary. You guys don't do this. And I thank God. But I was thinking about people. I got to pray for people's mercy more it's really was funny. I was thinking about somebody. Lauren knows who I'm talking about. But there's always timers going off. Uh, I, I was thinking about, I was thinking about, I got to pray for their mercy because I know too much. Not a smart guy, but I know enough that I could be dangerous if, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're not postured, postured right with me. Because, because I'm going to hold you to a standard you can't live up to because your character screwed up, not mine. Funny, huh? Now I got to pray mercy for goofy people. That's a real love joy. It's a real, oh, yay. So you get that on the ride home. So it's mega text. I read one line. I said, it's wrong. I deleted it. Pastor Liz does not know how I do it. I said, I don't want that in my head. And I don't want to think of people like that. I only think good thoughts about you guys. Well, most of you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nah, some of you, nah. I got you. Come on. Laugh, will you? But you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't realize, like, this is important what's coming out of your mouth. Look at this. So this man, in bridle, not his tongue. Funny how, doesn't that sound like, we put a bit in a horse's mouth to bridle it. We put a rudder in his ship to bridle it. He said, this guy said what? He said, he, but his tongue, 
bridle not his tongue, his mouth, he deceives his own heart. What's that mean? Now watch that. That means your mouth deceives your spirit. Now you got to get that. Your words of your mouth trick your spirit and you don't know a man or a man, you are a woman. It's right. Look 27 and I'll leave you alone, right? Like this. Pure religion and undefiled before God and his father is just to visit the fatherless, the widows, and the afflicted, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Okay? What is he saying? Verse 26, he's making a lot of sense. You want to know what he's saying? He's saying, if you don't keep your mouth, go back to 26, let him see it. I just want to let you wrap it up, okay? Here we go, because we've got to go to Mark chapter 4. Go to Mark 4, 14 right after that. That'll be great. Okay, you with me? Yeah. Look at 26. You see it? He said what? He said, if any man among you seem to be spiritual, but you don't watch your mouth, now go slow. And bridleth not his tongue, which we found in James chapter 3, what? Bit in a horse, steer it and rudder it. But what is he really saying in James chapter 3? Now go slow. Bridleth not his tongue. This man does what? Deceives his own heart. So what's that mean? What's it mean? You're deceiving your heart means you're tricking your spirit. Because your heart is your first Peter 3, 4, hidden man in the heart, not the blood pump. See it? What is he saying? Your mouth's undoing what I'm trying to do in your life. Your words. Deceiving his own heart. What's that mean? Your first Peter 3, 4, hidden man in the heart is the spirit man. So you're looking into perfect low liberty. You're coming out. You're talking like a natural man, and now your spirit man doesn't know what to believe because you're training your spirit every time you speak. And your body can only go where your spirit tells it. You want to see it? Go to James 3 and 1. Sorry, I got you all over. You're doing good. Kentucky, you're killing it tonight. You're going to get a workout in your fingers. Are you guys doing all right? Come on, I got 27 more minutes. Think I'm playing? Watch me. You guys, I hope you didn't gamble on me tonight. You're going to lose. Come on. He said, he ain't going to be done. Trust me, I'm going to be done. It'll be too much. That's a lot. I gave you nine scriptures. You don't get this much scripture. You ain't get this scripture in a month at some church. I got 18 more. Ready? I can't even get away to the text. But this is good, ain't it? Watch your mouth. You're undoing what he did. Look, I said, he said, my brethren, don't be great, don't be great teachers and great masters of the word of God. It don't work. It don't make no sense. It's stay in your lane. Don't try to preach. Don't take the over. I'm going under. Come on. Verse 2. I can hear everything. I mean, I got radar, bro. <laughs> I'm dangerous, dude. I tell you, I get in a gift. I start hearing the room. I can hear your head. For in many things, we offend. So if any man don't offend in word, now that means you don't have to be offensive, and that means this. Now, when I mean offend, you know what that means? That's not like ticking somebody off. That means saying something. You could be a perfect man if you could watch your mouth. And I'm not talking about cussing. How could somebody be perfect? You know how you become perfect? You only say what God says. If you get up tomorrow and only say what God says about your whole life, your life's on a whole new playing field. Because you can. You can be a perfect man. Uh, able to what? Able to also bridle the whole body. Now stop right there. Isn't that the same word, bridle? Yes. Now what did he say about the God that speaks the right words? Y'all notice, you better be paying attention. Because I tell you this stuff all the time. That's why you're here. I'm training you, man. You're champions. Okay, now ask me a question, okay? Now, this is what I do with the kids, right? My little, my, little, my little buddy wants to drive the car. I said, well, if you can't watch your mouth, you can't steer your body. He don't like that one. But daddy's teaching him. 
And I'm giving him money, so you got to be quiet, right? But I said, no, 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 no. He goes, but no, no, dad, dad, I'm doing all this like this. I'm doing right. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I said, I want to know your mouth. You ain't ready for me tonight. What do you mean? Because wherever your mouth's going, that's where your body eventually goes. It's a law. You better read that up there on that screen. It's the God's honest truth. It's a law. It's a spiritual law. People don't know. Read it real slow. You're looking at me like, show it to me, Pastor Chris. That's why I'm here. I'm coaching you. Look. If any man offend, great. If any man doesn't offend, great. Where's he do it? With words. The same is a perfect man. Who's a perfect man? Who do the perfect man? The one that says what God's word says is the perfect man. You ain't got to be perfect. You could be perfect because you say the right thing, right? Cute, go slow, but watch this. Why? Read it. And is also, and everybody read it, and able and who what man? The man that says the right words is and also able to bridle his body. What's it mean, bridle? What do you do with a bridle? I'm not a stinking horse person. I rode a horse one time. You heard that story. It was a nightmare. I told him in Georgia. They laughed for weeks. I don't know about no horse. This dude from Wyoming. I go to Bible school. These people from everywhere in the world you couldn't even imagine. I was like, Where is, is Wyoming really a place? The guy's like, yes, I'm a cowboy. I was like, oh, great. I told you the story. I went there. The guy's got horses and stuff. I said, oh, he goes, and he's real serious about it. Evan, he's, what do you know about being a cowboy? I said, like, I don't know jack about none of this stuff, bro. <laughs> One, two, what do, you, what do you know about horses? I know how to bet them at the racetrack. That's all I know, bro. <laughs> I don't know nothing about this thing. It looks weird. And I got on it, and the other one was in back of the other one. It was so boring. They were like trail horses. I was like, I'd start jerking it and yanking and kicking it and try to get it to run. And it took off like a dart, and I freaked out because I didn't know. I thought I was stopping it. It was a miserable experience. I don't ride. I ain't riding a horse no more unless, you know, you train professional and you can maybe get me to do it. Every time I go somewhere, I tell Pastor Liz, I got horseback riding for a setup. It's going to be great. I ain't getting on a horse. Something can go wrong. I don't like no ideas. Nothing can go wrong. I don't want to. Dennis wants to jump out of a plane. Go see, go see Oliver. All right, ready? Here we go. Are you getting this? So funny. So what did we do with the horse? Now, this is what I didn't know. That's a couple thousand. What does that thing weigh? A couple thousand pounds? I don't know. What does a horse weigh? thousand pounds. She knows about horses. A thousand pound animal, you move with a bit in the rain. That's impossible. But that rain does the work. You ever see a good, you're going to cruise, that big old ship? Got that little, come, don't look like you do it. What's it do? What's the rudder do? What's the rudder do? What's the, what's the bridle do? What's your tongue do? Bingo! Lights on! Rudder, I'm so broke! And you staying broke, silly! I'm sick! No big deal! Shut your mouth! Your body's gonna go down there. I'm on Broke Street. Yeah, you put yourself there. It's a law. It's the law of confession. You can't get out of it. That's what he's saying. Look in the Bible. You see, I'm a champion. You come out and talk like a chump. And then you wonder why you don't have victory because your mouth is undoing. That's what he said. He's deceived. Your heart don't know. Do we fight like a champion or do we roll over like a chump? Yeah, we fight. But if your mouth talks defeat, you ain't going down nowhere but busted street. That's what he's saying. How do I bridle it? How do I steer it? How do I get it? With words. Words, words, don't say, if you can't speak faith, don't talk. If you can't say positive, don't talk. If you can't, if you can't lie to, what was he trying to, that's Romans 10, 17, you remember that one? 
Look, you want to go there? Go to Romans. Let, 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 let me do this. Go to Romans. I'm sorry. Go to Romans. Let's look at, yeah, we could do. You know, if I go, let me do this. Because if I go this, let me get in these. Let me, let me see what these notes say. <laughs> go, to Ro, go to Romans. I don't want to go there. I want you to go to Romans 4.16, okay? Okay, you can put it in the King James, okay? I'm wrong, Romans 10.17. But you, are you guys pulling this in? So your mouth, your mouth is, everybody say my mouth. My mouth putting you over under. Because you got to understand something. I'm okay with time. Ready for this? Faith is formed beliefs. Okay? After beliefs are formed by the word of God, they got to be released. You understand that? If you don't release your beliefs, they don't do you no good. Faith without action is dead. So how do you form beliefs? From hearing. Get it? Faith cometh by and hearing by the word of God. Yeah. Romans chapter 4, when we finally get there, is going to tell you what? That the sower sows the word. So you sowing, you're sowing, you're sowing, you're sowing. But here's the thing. you got to form it before you say it. problem with people is this. They talk about stuff they don't believe. You do not, let me tell you, this is, this is a fallacy that people believe. If I keep saying I'll believe it, bogus. Don't work like that. Don't worry about that. Saying it doesn't make you believe nothing. You have to form beliefs through accumulation of knowledge. Every single thing we do in life needs accumulation of truth to create a truth. You understand that? You understand what I meant by that? You need two or three scriptures. You need three or four things. You need five or six days. Why? Because you will not establish truth. They do this in court. Faith is the evidence. What's a judge look at? Evidence. You give him enough evidence, what does he do? Truth is, truth, is, truth is what? Truth is found with proof and evidence. Faith is a proof producer. It's an evidence provider. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. That one thing we use in the Amplified says it's a title deed. It's the paperwork for the promise. The paperwork for the promise is found in the pages of the Bible. Got it? You got go, the paperwork. You know what I'm saying? You could purchase something that ain't even here, but you got the paperwork, it's yours. Proof of ownership is found in the paperwork. Come on, somebody. Proof of ownership is found in the paperwork. You got it? I don't got to got it. I don't need to see it. I got the paperwork for it. You could have the paperwork for stuff you ain't never seen. I got a, one time I got a car. I got a car. I got that car. I bought the car. I got the paperwork. I don't have the car. Where's the car? The car is somewhere else. I got the title. They sent me the thing. You know, you sign it, you send it, you sign it, you got it. I had proof of ownership. Where the car? It's on some car carrier coming. Well, where is it? I don't know. It's coming. Well, where's your car? How you know it's yours? I got the paperwork for it. Well, the paperwork don't mean jack. The paperwork means that I no. The paperwork means more than you think it means. Paperwork means I'm the owner. They ain't the owner no more. It's a proof of ownership. So I got the paperwork of the promise. Well, where's the promise? It's on its way. Come on, somebody. You better see it. I believed I received when I prayed. It's on its way. Well, where is it? I don't even know. Did you get? Did you sweat it? Nah, bro. Nah, nah. I didn't sweat it. I didn't sweat it. I got the paperwork right. I got the proof. Oh, it, it's coming Thursday. All right, great. Come Thursday. Come Friday. I know I got it. The thing showed up and they dropped it off. I said, there it is. Was it there? It was there all the while. It was in the paperwork. 
Did I have to see it to believe it? No, I had the paperwork for it. Did I have to touch it to believe it? No, I had the paperwork for it. But you know what I did have to do? I had to have it so I could ride it. Come on, you see what I'm saying? That's the difference with it. See, some of this stuff, you got to get in it for life. But guess what? Is you got the paperwork, it's just as good as being real as when the minute you're in and driving it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes your body don't feel right. I got the paperwork for it. Your body will start feeling right. It'll kick in. But guess what? You got to hang on to the paperwork. Amen? Sometimes the money looks funny. Guess what? I got the paperwork for it. I'm just going to hang on. It'll straighten out. It might look straight right now. Don't go make it no, don't make, make it no more draws just today. But guess what? It'll be here. Our payment will be there. Come on. You see what I'm saying? You got to have the paperwork for this thing. But it's got to be just as real to you on paper as it is in person. That's where faith, that's where the, that's where the, you know when they said the rubber meets the road, proof, Brother Hagin used to say the proof for the puddings in the eating. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, the proof for the puddings in the eating. You know what that means? I don't know what it means. I mean, some, I guess it's like, I, I was using all the, <laughs> he'd be like, I was lost as a goose in a West Texas hailstorm. I said, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. He, Do you know what he's talking about? I don't know either. I was like, <laughs> oh, whatever, bro. I said, I think I'm catching him. I think he's saying you're screwed up in the head and you're trying to catch up. I got it, Brother Hagin. Yeah, just keep preaching. Just keep preaching. Taking notes. Right? But what I was saying, but you understand what I'm saying here? You see these truths? You got to get your mouth right. Well, what's the problem? You're, you're reading this thing. I'm a champion. Then why are you talking defeat? Got to stop this. You see it? You remember where we went? Romans 4. Let's show it to you real quick, and then I'll show you our, 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 our text that we get on this day. Therefore, it is by faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be short. Now, you got to understand this. Roman, you got to understand. Romans 4.16, I kept saying Romans 10.17, but Romans 4.16, and this, this, is a, this is how Abraham did it. He used, Abraham, you know what people don't realize? Abraham used faith in grace, bro. Did you know that? You know, Abraham had Isaac and went and did the promises of God. He used faith in grace. He's telling you, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. Yeah, said, that's right, Pop. It said right there. And people are like, Abraham had great faith. Abraham's a ding-dong. He's asking 105 questions. He don't know nothing. You know what? You're in the same caliber. Listen to me. I'm not being mean. We are in the same caliber of Abraham. Don't think Abraham was some special hotshot faith guy. He didn't even know what the heck he was doing. He didn't. Oh, how could this be? What did he know? He didn't know nothing. He's a goober, man. Did he just call Abraham a goober? I called Abraham a goober when we get to heaven. He could call me out on it. I'll knock him out in heaven. Did you hear what I'm saying? No. I, you, you guys got to catch what I'm saying. You guys all think these guys are spiritual giants. He had more questions. Prove it. Take me outside. Laughed at God. He laughed at God. She laughed at God. Sarah laughed at God. They laughed at God in the face. Don't give me none of this. He's a great giant of faith. He didn't even know what he was doing. God had to explain it to him and walk him through it just like he walks me and you through it. What I'm trying to get you to see is there's no special, special, special people. Like, oh, he's got an extra little special. He ain't had no extra special nothing. You know what I'm saying? It was faith and grace working together. Where he didn't have it, God gave him grace. And I'm not gonna, I'm not, he's a great man of faith. Understand what I'm saying? I'm playing with you so you get this. Because I think you think all these people are, well, Joseph was special. Joseph was special. No, Joseph was in prison, bro. Joseph was a mess. Joseph was just like me and you. We'd be freaking out. Paul was freaking out. Peter freaked out. The only one that didn't freak out was Jesus. There ain't nobody in this room Jesus, so praise be to God. Guess what? We're in good company because we're learning how to do it. Stop being down on you because you had a bad season. Abraham got so jacked up, he had Ishmael for crying out loud. But Abraham knew what he's doing. Abraham's just listening to his wife, you know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah, great, going to Handmaiden. Sounds like an idea for me, right? Come on. 
Come on, man. I'm not knocking it, but you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get you to see the validity of what I'm trying to say. You don't have to think you're some champion at this stuff. You get better at it. So if you were talking wrong last season, stop talking like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you get a checkup on your words when you hear stuff like this. Like, oh, man, we should stop talking like that. Oh, you know, well, you know, we maybe can't afford that. Shut up. Don't tell nobody. Nobody knows. Don't talk, can't afford. Don't talk, can't have. Don't talk, can't be you. Don't talk it. Stop saying it. Because here's the thing. You don't think, you're, I'm going to tell you where you're going to go. You're going to go where your mouth puts you. It's a law. The law of confession is a law. You say this. I know what you're going to say. Well, you know, I don't believe it when I speak it. Guess what? This is where it's really bad. The only thing that comes to pass are the things you believe and speak, but the devil will use all of it. Yeah. Because you know what he says? By your words, it's Matthew 12. I'll give you that one, and then we'll go from there, okay? So look at this one. You got this one? Therefore, it is faith and grace. So this is how Abraham did it. Everybody say, this is how Abraham did it. Faith and grace. Well, where'd you go? You did it too quick, Kentucky. See, you're getting all excited. I was bragging on you, and now you got a happy trigger. You're doing good. I love the kids worshiping God. That was really cool, too. Bless me, man. He blesses me when he was worshiping God. I was watching, her son was worshiping God. When he was worshiping, he was real in. I was loving it. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. You the seed. You're the seed of Abraham. Understand? Right? Not to that only which is of the law, but that which is also of the faith. Keep going. Of Abraham, who was the father of us all. So I'm saying, so, so this promise is sure. Then he shows you how he does it. 417. As it is written, I have made thee. Now watch. What? As it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations. Before him who believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things to be not as though they are. Stay right there. As it is written. Don't leave what has been written. Don't contradict what has been written. Don't say anything different than what has been written. He's got Abraham so stuck on what has been written, he said, you cannot be who you think you are. You ain't Abram. Be Abraham. You're not just this guy. Be the father of many nations. Start calling yourself what I called you to be. It's an identity problem because we don't identify with Adam every day of our life. If we're not trained, we will. Use Adam. Talk like Adam. Mortal man, natural man. Cut it out. Get out of Adam and get in Abraham. Really, get in Jesus. Talk like Jesus talks. Now, I know you're going to say, well, you know, I don't want to do this. Call those things that be not as though they were. That's what God does. So what, what, what class of being, now stop, I need you to see this, and then I'll give you one more scripture. What class of being are you when you call things the way they are? You're a mortal man. Anybody could do that. Natural. Call those things that be not as though they are, what class of being are you now? God's class of being. God who quickened the dead and called those things. So you want to be like God or you want to be like man? Not the same power? You got God's word in your mouth? The devil don't know who it is. This is God's honest truth. Now, now whose idea was that? I made man in my likeness and my image. You know what's crazy about God? He formed, man, let me tell you something about Adam too. That joke was packing. It's words. 
God formed man with his hands, but he spoke out of his mouth and gave him life. You understand this? This is where you do it. You know what? I, had a, I, got, a, I got a prosperity thing for you. I'll do it tomorrow, but I'll give you a piece of it. This, no, this, you may, this, this thing will blow you out of it. Well, this will knock you out. I'll, I'll, I'll take the offering with this tomorrow, and we'll get you saved. Watch this. How does God stick one guy in the garden in Eden and tell him, keep it, guard it, and till it? One guy. How many got a yard? Right? And you're like, one dude. How would you like to have Eden in your one man? You know what I got? I got it. You know what he said? What happened when man fell? He said, sweat of your brow, till the ground with your hands, and labor like you never labored before. It hit me, Jerry. You know what he said? I figured it out. I said, he was supposed to till that land with his mouth, not his hands. <laughs> How am I going to garden with his mouth? In the, in the state of where he was, he was supposed to rule and reign that thing with his mouth. He said, now after fall, go, go get a lawnmower and mow it. Go sweat your brow. What, one know I know for sure? What did he do with Adam? He said, put on a, he said, name it. Whatever you name everything, it'll be. Oh, baby, he wants your mouth on it. There's power in your mouth. You got to speak this thing. How is he going to keep that garden with words? He's going to tell the tree, stop growing. Grass, stop. He was a commander. He's a spoken man. See, you got to get your, now this is why identification is so important. Because the more you start identifying with God, the more you start talking at the caliber of being you're supposed to be. Okay? Call it those things that be not as though they are. Before him who even believed, even God who quickened the dead to call those things which be not as though they were. Now watch this. Keep going. And you're going to see this, 18. Who against hope believed in him. Y'all know this part. That he might become the father of many nations. Stop. Where did he find the faith to call himself what God said? According to that which was spoken. You got to go find what's been spoken about you and only say that. Now, look, go over here, Matthew 12. We're going to see this. Okay, you all right? Yeah. And then we're going to get in this thing because you got to understand something. Words. You got to start watching your words. Watch your words. Everybody okay? Come on, you doing all right? You got to watch your what? Watch your words. Watch your words. Matthew 12, you know where I'm going. Matthew 12, 33. You see this? Because faith is released in words. You got to form faith. Everybody understand this? You form your beliefs from the word of God. Once beliefs are formed, beliefs got to be released. You can't release beliefs that have not been formed. So we got to form them. How do we form beliefs? Accumulation of truth. How much truth do you need before you get enough evidence? Now, why do people not call things the way, why do people have a problem calling things that be not as though they were? You know what I'm saying? You, I think it's this, too. You don't understand the process of it. Who in their right mind, who in their right mind, because here's the problem, right? You go back to Mark 11, 23 and 24. Don't go there. Stay here. We'll be here all night, right? Whosoever shall stand in the mountain, be thou removed. He said, have the faith of God. Well, this is the thing. This is where God thinks. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Elevate your thinking to the level where I think, and then you start becoming a person that calls things that be not as though they were. This isn't easy. This doesn't come natural. You have to train yourself. You know what I'm saying? But you'll get to another level of faith. Because tomorrow, man, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to blow the doors off this place. Because I'm going to show you how faith, you know what's funny? I, was, I got this thing for tomorrow, it's really going to be good. You think faith, it's kind of like this. We think we're working for faith, faith should be working for us. 
telling you, man, tomorrow I'm going to drop that on you. Like, you got to be ready for it, and you will me. You think you're working for faith. No, faith working for you. You telling faith what to do, and faith goes and does. I'm not waiting for faith. Faith's waiting for me. Go do something. Go do something, faith. Get out there. Go get your faith projects going. And I know what happens. You guys get weary and get tired, and therefore you don't want no more irons in the fire of faith. You're like, God, oh, money, can I just make it? You start becoming a commander of what is not as it needs to be and elevate yourself at that level, you're going to be fine. And this is how you do it worse. Now watch it. Either make the tree good or it's fruit good. You're going to notice. I'm going to get five minutes. I'm going to go. Because that's a lot of work. I mean, that's like 20 scriptures. But you understand what I'm saying? Now meditate in those things, and then tomorrow we come back and we download more. And we can do this. Because I can do this with you periodically. This ain't no problem because the kids will still be good, everything good. And we can do this, and I'll catch weekends, but I'll start teaching this stuff raw. Because watch this. What are you going to do? You got to put a guard over your mouth. That's what, that's what David said. He said, put a guard over my mouth, man. Come on. Don't, don't say nothing. And, and, and I tell you, man, people push against you to say things that are outside the word of God. And let me tell you, you're going to get persecuted and you're going to get heat when you start calling things that be not as though they were. Because people, church people can't stand it. Because they're going to, well, who do you think you are? Get your mouth right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't listen to these ding-dongs. What are they, what are they? they ain't paying your bills. You do it behind closed doors. Either make the tree good or it's fruit good or make the tree corrupt or it's fruit corrupt because this tree is known by its fruit. See it? Okay, keep going. Right? Okay, it's known by its fruit. Yeah, go. We're going to go all the way to the end of it. Oh, generation of vipers. This is great. How can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks? Right? Now watch this. What do you mean out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks? Whatever you put in your heart in abundance is coming out of your mouth. Now you better catch that now. Where'd that come from? That came because you let it in your ears and your eyes. And your thinker, your thinker is big, man. This noodle up here, you got to renew this joker or you'll start getting wrong ideas. And wrong ideas get wrong. My identity. See, that's why people's identities jerked up because they haven't renewed their mind. You got to wash your mind. See what I'm saying? You're doing good, though. It's a process. But just don't let it come out your mouth. Just renew it. Okay? He said, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth. So now this is, this is a big one. Ready? Now, how many of you just bothered you? It bothered me. Okay? This bothered me. I was like, how could good stuff come out of my mouth and bad stuff when my spirit is the guy on the inside? Because you got to realize in your soul is where your spirit and your heart connect. And you could pull out of any bucket. You could draw out of any side. You ever, had, like, you ever be talking like God one minute and talking like the devil the next? How'd you do that? Because you're the only one that can do that. God can only speak life. The devil can only speak death. But man, because of a fallen state, can speak out of either well. That's why Jesus said death and life is in the power of the tongue. Choose life. They didn't, eat the, they didn't love it to eat the fruit thereof. So choose life. Just only speak life. Don't, don't, don't be speaking in those negative stuff. And when you, some days you get emotional. See, your, emo, your mind, your will, and your emotions, you cannot speak out of those. You can't. You got to check. A wise man's heart teaches his mouth what to say. Did you get that? That's scripture. What do you mean, wise man? Check it. Don't just say it. See if, you, see if you're allowed to say it. Can I say that? And if you feel like not any right, filter it through love. If love don't let you say it, don't speak it. Don't let it out. It's stupid, you know, because we get fleshy, we want to say it anyway. So don't, don't let it out, okay? So start watching your mouth. We're working on this, okay? Because I got to get you saying right stuff. I'm going to show you tomorrow how to do it. Watch this, right? A good man had a good treasure bringing forth good things. An evil man had a evil treasure bringing forth evil things. Keep going. Good man had a good word. But I say to you, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account of in the day of judgment. That means everything that came out your mouth, you're going to have a video on it. You got to explain it. That'll scare you. God got 
surround sound. You can hit it. He got surround sound and video from every single angle. I'm going to tell you right on air. When he pulls up the video with you, just say, uh, is there some mercy around here? Because I'm going to need it. <laughs> Pull up one of your jerky relatives and go, where's his tape? <laughs> it ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying. God's not like that, but here's what I'm saying. Every idle word. So there's no, there's no kid in the kingdom. Ain't no kid in the kingdom, man. Every word. Now, here's the thing. God is using your words for you. The devil's using your words against you. So don't say it, because the enemy will use it against you, because this is where you get it. For by thy words thou shalt be just as if you never sinned. You line up with justification, and by your words you shall be condemned. So how many words come out of your mouth that you don't need to come out of your mouth that are putting you, lining you up with condemnation? Let them go. Let them go. How many words are you putting, justified, you know what that means? Equal with God, same playing field. Justified, justification, just as if I never sinned. So right standing, righteousness, right? That's what he's saying. It's like Romans 10. The word is 90, right? Even in the mouth and in the heart, right? For man believes with the heart, confesses with the mouth, and righteousness is established. How you keep right standing with God? You say what God says. When you say what God says, you're walking in the righteousness he gave you. When you say what anybody else said besides God, you're out of right standing with God. Not in position, but in posture of your mouth. And God can't agree with that. That's why it doesn't work. Keep your mouth connected to God. You got it? You understand it? Come on, stand up on your feet. You'd be great. Faith-filled words are going to change your life. Faith-filled words, that's a lot of word. Now, if I go give you nine more hours, you're going to forget about all this stuff, and you're going to want to go home. Now you don't want to go home. You want to stay, and that's good. I leave you at this spot, you go, you meditate on what I gave you, tomorrow I'm going to come back, tomorrow I'm going to show you, I swear to you, tomorrow I promise you this, you're going to learn tomorrow that my faith needs to be working for me. I employ it and I send it. It does not, I, I send it. My faith works for me, I don't work for my faith. Tomorrow you're going to see this, it's going to change your life, I'm telling you, amen? Stick your hands in the air, let's go. Lift your hands to heaven and just say, just say this, let's say this, let's just repent. How about we repent, number one, because we all probably all said some stuff we shouldn't have said. How about that, is that cool? Can we just get it all under the blood real quick? Let's just do it and get it. So let's just say this. Everybody say this out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you for helping me. Every word that I spoke that I should not have spoken, unfaith-filled words. Every word. I dig it up. I curse those words. And I command those words not to come to pass in my life. Now, from now on, I'm only going to speak life. Life, faith-filled words. Put a guard over my mouth. Make sure my words line up with the Word of God. Thank you. Forgive me and quicken me to speak what I need to speak in every season of my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. You did great. Don't forget, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, we're going to come back. I'm going to show you how you own faith, and faith works for you. You ain't working for faith. Faith's working for you. Don't forget it. Amen? God bless you guys. Have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow. You did great. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.